It's like, it's like the devil trying to scare you. But then the angels come in and the angels, they let you know who's in trouble. This is New Wine for New Wineskins. My name is Rigoberto Dominguez. Welcome to the segment. Go get your Bibles and notepads and let's get that new wine. I tried living apart from God. At times I was feeling so far from God. My faith in his people that left me scarred. The hatred and hurt was so bizarre. I thought that they would always ride for me. I cried but nobody replied to me. I questioned the truth inside of me and right about then is when the devil had lied to me. Like, hold up, God got you, he don't ever show up. All his people acting like they know you. Tell you that you do it for the money, fame, power, trying to blow up. Why you playing games, trying to grow up? You been reading Bibles and leading studies and helping your little buddies, but tell me what it's really doing for you. They gon' still tell you you're faking phony, you're your every motive, so what's the point in trying to keep it loyal? Said you have faith, fake, you're starting to race fake. Can't even take dates, you're hoping to save faith. Trying to go mainstream in order to reach folk. Ain't nobody rocking with you, especially these folk. I lost it, why not drinking liquor in my closet? I used to pray in here, but now I'm saucy. I'm losing money, I'm a lost profit I'm making bad decisions every time I get exhausted Lord, I don't even really know the real me now Demons got me tripping, trying to kill me now Sitting, trying to figure who can help me get delivered Send an angel in an Uber, come and heal me now Evil, you ain't got no control of me I'm never too far from the blood that flowed for me I lost a lot, but got too much again I'll probably never be the same, but I ain't worried Because I know the story me How to suffer through the storm Hey, welcome back, welcome back My name is Rigoberto Dominguez This is New Wine for New Wine Skins we are back in session here for uh, the month of July. I know that um, we had mentioned uh, prior to uh, going off the air for the month of June uh, that we were going to do so and that uh, it was a good time to uh, just uh, maybe uh, look back and and uh, listen to some of the previous podcasts and uh, definitely uh, take a time to uh, really uh, – um, saturate our souls with uh, some of those truths that uh, were revealed to us. Uh, but we are uh, back in session. And um, those of you who listened here last week uh, know that um, we want to encourage you to share um, uh, the podcast with your friends, family members, uh, you know, maybe somebody who uh, is talking with you about a friend that they know that you might not have no familiarity with, uh, maybe have them share some of it. And uh, hopefully and prayfully, uh, it's uh, an encouragement and something of uh, an illumination of the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, today, I uh, definitely want to focus on something that... Um, it's been an ongoing problem within the evangelical church. And, um, you know, some of you might even question, Regal, you, you're always talking about um, the problems with the evangelical church and, um, and how it's not living up to its responsibility or its standard or its obligation and so on. Um, you know, uh, and I'm not the I'm not the first one or the last one to do that. Um, people that I quote, like uh, Dr. A.W. Tozer and Dr. Leonard Ravenhill, um, also in the past, uh, very much so, uh, brought a hard and sharp tongue towards uh, the church uh, for its lack of uh, loyalty and commitment. Um, and I'm not saying, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not saying that uh, um, 
that I am anywhere uh, near um, the the sharpness that they brought to the church. I'm saying um, it needs to be an ongoing uh, thing with uh, the church because seasons change and uh, and the times of fellowship change. And Stephen uh, Tozer writes about you know we must discern the times. Uh, we must discern the spirit of the age. Uh, so this way we can address it as such. Uh, somebody has to do it. We we as a fellowship cannot continue to uh, cater to the masses and give them what their itching ears want to hear. Um, we can't be in a position of compromise where um, we're always using the pulpit as a place of flattery and um, and elevating uh, the church to a place where it's where it's not uh, at and um, and challenging it uh, to a place where it should be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, we're not going to stop doing that. We're not going to stop challenging. We're not going to stop uh, bringing to light uh, the darkness of deception. We're not going to bring. We're not going to uh, stop bringing uh, to the reality of the fellowship, its lack of loyalty to the Lord. We're not going to stop um, addressing how it's possible to live a victorious life um, in Christ Jesus and walk um, among not only ungodly men, um, but so-called and self-proclaimed godly or Christian individuals and reveal to them the true power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, today, actually, we, we will address um, very briefly um, the theme of salvation and what we've been taught it is versus what it is versus what uh, it's, versus what we should be taught that it really is. And um, there's many versions of, of what uh, preachers and teachers and so-called theologians um, – state that salvation is and um, being in Bible college myself uh, I can't begin to tell you uh, the long drawn out times and hours uh, spent uh, reading uh, theological jargon uh, that had no potency that had no power Leonard Ravenhill actually calls it not theological seminaries but theological cemeteries uh, because they're constantly always repetitiously uh, reading from the same chapter um, on the same book for the last 25 years and nothing changes. And, and that's not the gospel. And, uh, and that's where we lack um, commitment. That's where we lack uh, a recognition of, um, of what's really going on here. Um, and I don't mean recognition like uh, um, an acknowledgement more um, of an encouragement, but more to to be notified and in be informed that uh, this is a problem. This is a serious problem, and um, and well, what what have we been taught? What have you been taught that salvation is? What what did you do? Um, even now that you're listening uh, to say and to come come to a place where you where you were a so called and I'm using some quotes in my hands here, so called saved. What, what have you been saved from? Who and what has been explained to you? Um, you know, what version of the Lord Jesus Christ has been presented to you? 
Uh, is it the genie in the bottle version? Um, that you can be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous? Um, is it um, faith-only uh, Jesus version? Um, that um, you only have to have faith and believe it and it'll come to pass? You know, positive thinking mentality? Um, or have you been taught that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is uh, somehow uh, a shadow you hide behind? Uh, that um, that you you are uh, hidden in Christ and that uh, even though you might continue to uh, live a life of sin or ungodliness, that it's okay because uh, you've made the decision and so-called confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead. You know, you've heard these terminologies before. This theological Christianese jargon um, has been played out like a broken record. Um, and the problem is that nobody's challenging it because nobody's doing their homework. We are just uh, being catered to and uh, and being presented this um, theological terms and uh, and being left with the impression that somehow uh, these pastors, preachers, theologians, self-proclaimed, uh, somehow know what they're talking about and we should accept it. But try to explain that to somebody who actually has been in the pit of hell, uh, somebody who, who has seen um, demon activity activity and satanic, satanic work firsthand. Try to explain uh, theologically uh, and using terms of uh, salvation in a theological manner. That's not salvation. Um, and those who hear this uh, also would be questionable uh, about this matter because uh, the statement itself is questionable. It's contradictory. How can you say that I'm saved and still be accepted by God in living a life of sin? Everybody knows that they're guilty. Everybody knows that they've lied. Everybody knows that they're guilty. Resting on their conscience, eating their inside. It's freedom. Said it's freedom time now. It's freedom. Hey, this is Rigoberto Dominguez. Just checking in again at. New Wine for New Wine Skins. Want to inform everybody out there to check in on the podcast every Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Don't miss it. We always got something new, something fresh for you. It's Freedom Time. Who will dominate the opinions, schisms, and isms, keeping us in forms of religion, conforming our vision to the world church's decision track. Hey there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, so there's been a very serious matter um, in the evangelical church that's been ongoing um, ever since the Gnostics challenged um, the apostles in saying that the Lord Jesus Christ didn't physically raise, but that he only was risen spiritually. Um, then the apostles and those who were disciples of them uh, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to establish an apologetic. And what I mean by an apologetic is uh, an argument, um, a defense 
of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ or the true Christian faith versus those things that are lies uh, that are trying to um, pervert uh, the truth of who God is and what is it that he has done. And it was necessary to give an answer back uh, to those who bring challenges, to those who say uh, there's no truth to this. Um, but at the same time, not only do we need to answer um, bad theology with good theology, uh, a perverted gospel uh, with the true gospel, um, but that we also have to discern and understand when it's appropriate to do so because Satan likes to argue and he can take us for a spin and probably has already uh, taken the evangelical church for a merry-go-round on and on and on, always going in circles, nobody ever getting to a, a place of sound-mindedness and maturity and growth, uh, just being tossed away by every false doctrine and false teaching uh, that lies around in the evangelical circle. Um, you know, lately I've watched uh, some new preachers come up with old doctrinal uh, charismatic uh, activity. And uh, it was G.K. Chesterton who said, all new news is old news happening to new people. And what I thought about when I started witnessing that this young preacher uh, coming out from a charismatic uh, denomination, I won't mention it, um, was teaching things that I have heard for the last 20 plus years. Um, and it was teaching it to a new crowd who had never heard it before. And all of a sudden, it seemed like the crowd was in a wave of um, a revival or in a wave of, uh, of Holy Spirit power, um, that something was taking place, that there was a shifting uh, in the soul of those uh, who were listening to this teaching. Um, this uh, statement and quote by Chike Chesterton came to mind that all new, all new news is old news happening to new people, but in, instead... What came to my mind, my mind was all new doctrine is old doctrine happening to new people. And that's all it is. Um, it's not nothing new, even though people want to make it seem like it is and that God's revealing something new. Uh, it's old doctrine uh, and just new people are listening to it and responding to it as the old uh, charismatic teachers uh, taught in their day. And there was responses to it. But. Where are they now? And uh, they're trying to relive their glory days in the younger adults um, by teaching this a false view of salvation. And it's not only a charismatic. There's conservative. Uh, there's mainline churches. There's many uh, evangelical Christian churches uh, who make the statement and make the proclamation that the Lord Jesus Christ is God. Um, but they don't understand the concept or the unfolding of his salvation as God. And, um, well, there's, there lies the problem that there's a version of salvation that they're presenting to their listeners and their hearers, and supposedly, according to the way they express it, that that's the way um, you experience a salvation moment. And, well, it's, it's an ongoing thing. And, uh, and it's a disturbing thing because times like today, 
um, do not give us the liberty uh, to live in a clouded doctrinal situation where we don't understand what we believe and why we believe it. Where we're not clear about our faith and uh, the world is watching us. And, uh, and they're watching how inconsistent we are and how contradicted we are and how hypocritical uh, we have been in singling out the world and saying that they're wrong when the church itself is not getting along among them, among ourselves. And uh, they have every right to, to point the finger and say, how can you say that we are wrong and that we need salvation when you yourself and your circle doesn't get it right? So then the, the question lies and is, what is the real salvation? What is the true salvation? And what version of salvation have we been presented that assumes um, that once we align ourselves with that view in the Christian faith, that we are uh, our that we are automatically saved, and that we don't have to worry uh, anymore because we're heaven sent. The, that we're we're heaven bound. Excuse me, and um, you know these teachings have been presented to us as if the Lord Jesus Christ is a ticket to a place. Uh, one of those teachings is that that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ um, resurrected from the dead, that God or died and resurrected from the dead, uh, you shall be saved. And this is this is a passage of scripture. Um, but the definition and the context behind it is more powerful than just the statement itself. And it needs context uh, to make a proper, a proper spiritual Holy Spirit impact. Uh, because it doesn't have it, it already has been distorted and continues to be distorted. And so the individual uh, believes that that's all they have to do and they can go on living and doing what they have been doing, uh, which is living in a sinful lifestyle. And that somehow, just because they've made this confession with their mouth and believed in their heart um, that the Lord Jesus Christ died and resurrected, uh, that all is well, that it really doesn't matter how they live and how they express themselves uh, because the most important part has been taken care of. And the Lord Jesus Christ becomes a ticket to a place and they want to be heaven bound and say, I want to have a mansion. I want to see the streets of gold. I want to be at the pearly gates, um, you know, and be in the crystal seas of heaven. And the Lord Jesus Christ, in many views, of the evangelical circle and mainline churches has been presented as a ticket to such an environment. Um, as if, as if the experience is going to be more important than the salvation itself. And well, the truth of the matter is that the Lord Jesus Christ is not, um, a ticket to a place. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, and his, work of salvation by blood, death, resurrection, and ascension um, is the proper and only true way and the only true gospel need to come to a place where not only do we need to get rediscipled and not only do we, we need to revisit this gospel truth, um, but we need to be sincere in our approach unto salvation and 
we need to stop playing church as usual and take God serious at his word, at his word even if nobody else does. A.W. Tozer says, I'd rather be an enemy to the world and a friend with God than having to have friendship with the world and be an enemy of God. The Lord himself, God Almighty, the word of God commands us, love the Lord your God first with all your might, heart, might, body, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't do it backwards. It doesn't say, oh, love your neighbor, and so then you will learn to love God. It doesn't do that. It doesn't teach us that. No wonder we're failing at the core of our foundational belief because we have turned the truth upside down and have manifested it into the projected lie that Satan has fed us to believe ourselves. Brother and sister, let it not be so. Let us change now. The times are are evil. The days are are haunting. And it's not going to get any easier. Uh, the scripture is very clear. The Lord himself said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. So evil is not going to diminish. It's only going to increase. Where are we going to be? How are we going to sustain ourselves? We can't handle the petty arguments that we do now with doctrinal differences. What's going to happen when Satan rises up in power and starts manifesting supernatural revelations to deceive all of humanity? We get happy over a card trick. I guarantee you Satan and his demons are not going to pull card tricks on us. They're going to pull literal supernatural events and the scripture is very clear to deceive possibly even the elect but then it it encourages and it tells you and me but he who remains faithful to the end faithful to what obedient to what loyal to what not to a false view because there's no sustaining power there but he who remains faithful obedient Loyal and committed to the end to the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, his blood, death, resurrection, and his ascension shall be saved. Let me talk. Big blood talk when I line to hold me down. Big dog beat, take it home, gotta give it to the pound. Crowd drown. Uh, big wave dripping on stage. Uh, big dog, let me out of the cage. 